Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian, and with me are our co-host, Joseph. Yellow. Yeah, Jay Hugh. What's up? Ian is not here once again. Um, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 5, The Bells, which may be the worst title in all of Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't hate it, actually. I hated it. I would have preferred Dracarys. Uh, no, because the bells are like the pivotal the, part. It doesn't the matter. The Last War, because that goes to a line of dialogue Danny had said earlier. There are a lot of things I would have preferred than the bells. Uh, Disagree. <laughs> early, yeah, I was, I was okay with the bells. Hated it. This is all about them taking and sacking King's Landing. Yep. I should say we're probably going to talk about spoilers. All spoilers. Right I think we got to do all spoilers because it's... It's like big shit right out of the What game you care this. about in this episode is a spoiler, I would say. So I'm going to hand it over to you guys. What did you think of the episode? Look, I have complicated feelings about it, as I have with most of Game of Thrones. Uh, this was kind of, I feel like, in many ways, the big wrap-up episode before the big wrap-up episode. I disagree. It, it, it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of closures to storylines that they've been building to for a long time. Whether they're satisfying or not is, you know, definitely a thing we're about to talk about for longer. Still disagree. I. It's funny. Uh, I was just while I was watching it thinking, is will this be the one Joseph finally likes? Because it was definitely more the kind of shit you've been asking for. Sure. I just don't know if you enjoyed the execution. I, again, I'm, I have complicated feelings about it. I feel like a lot of the things got hamstrung. Again, I, I know a lot of people have criticized the show for this, is that they've been giving the ending and they've been working backwards from the ending. And I kind of, I definitely still feel like that's what's going on. But was it the way that I wanted it to go? No, but do I feel like they did enough service for where the show has been going so far? Yeah. I was relatively satisfied with it. Better or worse than Transformers? I want to go better than Transformers. Interesting. J.Hu. I'm probably also going to go better than Transformers. The thing is, I was really fucking angry at this episode, but I wasn't, except for one bit that we'll talk about, I wasn't angry about anything on this side of the fourth wall. I was angry about shit that happened in the story which is a very Game of Thrones thing to do. Like, this was... Like, you know, there's almost been this thing where people are like, oh, Game of Thrones doesn't really do its Game of Thrones things anymore. It doesn't subvert expectations and stuff like that. But then when it does, people complain. I was like, oh, well, that wasn't satisfying or that was from out of nowhere. And it's... Just sidetrack for a second. What's a show with a large cast that's told a story, one big story over multiple seasons that people feel had a satisfying ending. I know my answer, but you are. I mean, I think me and you have the same answer. I'm going to say Lost. I'll say Lost too, but by and large, people think we're wrong. Yeah, agreed. You um, are. I've uh, heard, I've heard, uh, on, you, you know, haven't to... even watched it. <laughs> lost? I thought you hadn't watched it. No, I've seen Lost. I, I want to, I, I want you to finish your thought. I just want to say, well, I saw a tweet that was, um, if there's any good thing that's come out of Game of Thrones is at least we now know Lost does, in fact, know how to end a show. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if, if you look back at, like, Mad Men, lots of people were unhappy yeah. with the ending to Mad Men. I thought the ending of Mad Men was fucking perfect. So, um, I just don't know if you can meet people's expectations yeah. on these things. No, I, I don't think you can. I, I think you have to service... Like again, with within within the confines of the story, not breaking the fourth wall, you just have to service the world as you've already established it, right? Um, in a way, in a way that like makes sense. And I, I definitely feel like there are some reaches, there are some gaps that I don't think that that could have been filled in that they didn't fill in. I still feel the the conclusions to arcs that we got were 
relatively good. I think this is the worst episode in the last two years. Wow. I really disliked it. <laughs> All right. Uh, definitely worse than Transformers. And it's really hard for me to say this because I think there were things that were really great from a technical standpoint. I think the show was, sh- I think the, f- the war was shot really well, mm-hmm. which is a significant improvement over The Long Night. Yep. I thought the performances, specifically from the three Lannisters, yeah, absolutely. were all great. God, how good is Lena I even I even thought this was one of the better acting performances from Amelia Clark in the show. I would uh, agree. My problems really fall in that I don't believe it makes a lot of sense. Sure. It, it all falls down that huge error in which Danny turns bad. Yep. So let's just, the, you know, throw it, that's the big thing. Danny murders uh, probably a million people. Right. After she's won. Probably only like 600,000 <laughs> if there's like a million people in there. Uh, she has won the war yep. and then still chooses to murder everyone. I, that is not my problem. My pro- and, and I know people are like, well, she burned this person in season one and this person in season two, blah, blah, blah. All of that was Danny having a firm judgment line. Like, these people were, she, the slavers, she crucifies the slavers on the road in Marine. They're terrible people. Yes, it's a terrible punishment, but it made sense. This idea that she all of a sudden rushed to murdering a million people, 600,000 people, I think there is enough. We know she is a harsh person. We know she's had a rough time in Westeros. I don't feel like that's fleshed out enough to make that character choice. And that's such a big event because now it's going to determine what John does right. and what Arya does and what's going to happen in this last episode. And where you said you think things came to a close, I feel like there's so much story to tell now that you have evil Queen Danny. I'm, I'm more mean of the, the like minor storylines that yeah. are, are big people. I, my other huge issue is Jamie. Sure. Uh, I am fine with how that the prophecy was kind of fulfilled, his hands on her neck and all that stuff like that. However, every redemptive moment we've ever had with Jamie was apparently meaningless mm-hmm. and pointless. For him to just come back, that conversation with Tyrion and him be like, I don't really care about the people or whatever, that's not true. You stabbed Aegon in the back when you were the Kingsguard to literally save those people. You left your the woman you were in love with to save those people and fight in the long night. That's true. I'll let you keep going. I just, (laughs) that character decision doesn't make sense to me. See, I I think with Jamie, I I think he's both those dudes. Yeah, I I, I I totally agree. I think it makes sense totally because he is both those guys. He's Tyrion's brother and he's uh, he's Cersei's brother. Well, it, I'm just saying, like specifically, that line of dialogue doesn't really make sense to me with who he is. Well, like, I mean, that, I think that that's you know that's him putting up a little bit of a front. But uh, I feel like his character is already established. Yes, he he does care about the people, mm-hmm. but he cares about Cersei more than fucking anyone. He said he would kill fucking everyone in the Seven Kingdoms if it meant getting to Cersei. Yeah. Um, and so this whole I to me that was more like. I don't care what happens to anyone else. It only matters to me what happens to Cersei first and foremost. And I feel like that that it is. He's both those dudes. And, I, and to me, that is actually one of the most Game of Thronesy things that they actually did in this episode, which is just like stomp on your whole like character development, character arc. You think you know where he's going to go, but he's got this tragic flaw, which is that he loves Cersei more than fucking anything. 
and it, it's his downfall. You know, it's funny. I like I'm I'm about 50/50 on this thing, but I really wanted you to love that part. So, I'm glad you liked that. Part. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I hated it. Um, I didn't like it having Jamie. I didn't like having Aria. Well, well yeah, I was going to I was going to try and do this systematically, well, but we'll, we'll go, go ahead. Well, Sorry, I talked for a long time. No, it's fine. Well, I want I want to address the Danny thing because that's another big thing that a right. lot of people have a problem with. I mean, with. A- Everybody on the internet is just shitting their pants over yeah. this, you know. That, and I really just don't feel like it was from that out of left field. She's always had a cruel streak. She's always thought that she was entitled. Yeah. Like, not that she was the best person to be queen, but she was the best person to be queen because she's in line to be queen. I actually feel like that's become the motivation when the show took a turn in the wrong direction. I feel like originally what we saw through Slaver's Bay and stuff like that is that she was trying to be like this righteous leader for the people who didn't have one. Right. And once they, again, when they ran out of material, the entitlement thing is what came to the forefront. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that's been the motivation the whole time. See, I, I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's, it's hindsight's 2020, but I, I do think that, Almost from like that first scene from when, you know, her brother gets burned with the gold and she does not give a shit, which granted, he was a bad dude, but her first thought was what this means for me, Mm -hmm. you know? Somebody said this on the internet. I wish I could find who to give credit to, but they but they said Cersei's the kind of feminist who's all girl power until literally anyone else needs help. (laughs) And I mean not Cersei, I'm sorry, Danny. Yep. I think I said Cersei, but, uh, but, uh, and I think that rings really true. I, 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 to me, it was not any betrayal of that character at all. It's where that character. See, I, 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 I agree on, on both fronts. To me, it wasn't an issue of, I don't think it's a betrayal of the character. I just don't think that they had fully bridged the gap from, 100%. from A to B. Right. Yep. Uh, and I think there were really simple things that they could have done to do that. Uh, because one of the things I liked about the episode from the beginning is that the last episode I, I, I praised it for, like, it really hammers home Danny's isolation, that she had come with this misfit band. They didn't know each other that well. They didn't have that much of a relationship besides being outcasts. And right. then once they all get to the, back to Westeros, everyone else has their people. Everyone else is more liked, and she's just alone. And people are scared of her. People respect her, but nobody likes her or has any affection for her. And so then we come into this episode where... Even even aside from from the loneliness, even aside from Masande, her closest advisor gets killed. Then it's the betrayal, and it's not it's everyone that's close to her has betrayed her. Um, well, what I didn't like about that part was it seemed like she was still up in the air until John decided he didn't want to be with her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, she that that was when she was like, all right, fuck it, and that was really shallow to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the I mean, I, I to me and and you. This is me inserting it to what I consider a relatively poorly written show at this point. But to me, that was like her last grasp of like, I need someone close to me. I need someone like, uh, I need support. He still is that thing to her. I know, but, but it, like, I don't know. It, it, he, he's put that extra wall between them. And, and so, yeah, she decides, you know, fuck it. Uh, they'll fear me, and I, I like that. I like that arc also, just because she has spent so much time with her dragons, but with all these people around her telling her to do things, you know, this specific way. And this is exactly the same thing that they did at the end of the Marine arc, mm-hmm. um, where 
all these people are constantly giving her advice on the right way to do something when she is the fucking mother of dragons. And that's really like always been her strength. That's always been her power. And so to, to break from that and just embrace like, this is what I am. This is what I'm going to be. The people aren't going to love me. I think is is perfectly fine. I think here's here, unless you had any other thing. No, go go ahead. I'll... The 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 thing I think they really needed to bridge here, besides you know obviously she hates the fuck out of Cersei, and I know one of the people say why didn't she just go destroy the Red Keep? To me, I think the important thing that either could have been written into the show, should have been written to the show, was subtext in the show is that from from like season one, and she gets it, she gets kind of explained away from I can't remember which other character. Uh, she not only blames the Lannisters for for her family getting de- you know destroyed, killed, murdered brutally. She blames all the people who not only helped the insurrection but were also kind of complicit and allowed these people. Like, why aren't they calling out for the the Targaryen name? Why didn't they they mm-hmm. you know dethrone these people from power? And I feel like I feel like that resentment can still absolutely be there. And I think if they had framed it in a way where they made it clear that the people of King's Landing still hated the Targaryens, still feared the Targaryens, still wanted the Targaryens to die, or were glad that they were dead, or all that kind of stuff. I think just just like one little thing, either like captured letters or like, you know, people that they had captured on the way would have just gone that extra distance. Because she already ha- she already had that feeling like, I know, I know the Lannisters did it, but these people allowed them to do it. These people allowed them to kill my baby brother, or my baby, baby nephew, and, and mm-hmm. you know, my, all those kind of things. And I think that's a rational—I mean, it's not rational, but like, I, I think that's a more understandable ground for her motivation. But they don't go that direction yeah, in the see, show. that's my problem. My problem is not Danny turning evil. Yeah. My problem is the show doesn't— And that's—, and that's it, You don't—it's not payoff to a—it's not a reward. Right. It's it's something that they it's like you're talking about. They know the end, so they had to work backwards. Yeah. And so they it's not payoff to this character development for her. It's just a shift in character. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think there are elements there. I I don't disagree with that. I think if you had a ten episode season and you could devote three episodes or at least the storyline through three episodes, it absolutely would make way more sense. It would have definitely benefited from these last two seasons being full seasons. Mm-hmm. Sure. And to me, the main thing that would have benefited is that it seems like for to stick the landing on this, they require you to believe that John and Danny were in love and they just don't they no. don't sell that at all. They do right? not. No it's chemistry. Like, it's like twilight love. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're in love because we're sad and reasons. You know, yeah. it's just so I I like these last two seasons a lot more than you guys do, but I, that's one of the things where it seemed like like they were writing a happy birthday card, and they started with the letters really big on one <laughs> side, and then by the end, they just didn't have enough room yeah. for like the last yeah. three letters. <laughs> that's a really good description. That is a really good description. So yeah, I, I, like, I also really hated the Euron bit. Well, Euron Jane. We'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah. I, well, again, I like I, I know it's one of the things a lot of people have criticized about the show is, is like you know taking this main female protagonist that we've been building up for this mm-hmm. whole time and turning into you know this irrational rage machine. So she can be defeated by the white man. Right. So she right. And to to me, I I think like like we're talking about the elements are there that they could have drawn to make it a logical character choice for this character that we've been with for so long. They just chose not to. Because I don't think it is her going evil. I think it is 
she hates she hates the Lannisters. She hates everyone associated with the Lannisters, and that includes all the people of King's Landing. That's the difference between them and like the slaves. Whereas the slaves are innocents that are being enslaved. The King's Landing people are not. They were the people mm-hmm. that that killed her family and that sent her away to you know a foreign land and all that kind of stuff. So again, I, I think that bridge was there to be gapped. They just didn't. I feel like we just like jumped right over what to me was like the most like stomach turning uh, moment in the thing, which was the Varys thing. Sure. First I, off, did everyone get the very first scene? Because I didn't. What very first scene? I don't even know about. exactly. The very talking. first scene with the little girl. He was spreading the secrets. No. What? <laughs> no, I didn't. No. I okay, didn't. good. Yeah, when he's talking to the little girl from the kitchen, and that's what I thought it was too, but he's trying to fucking poison her, you dumb shits. <laughs> I say that to me because I was oh, reading it. Oh, he was he's bribing, to poison Danny? He's trying to poison Danny. He's using oh, the little kitchen girl to okay. give her the food. Now, to, now that you say that, I, did, I didn't necessarily get... Yeah. Danny, but I got that there was some sort but it's, of poisoning it's the, going the, on. Yeah, the, the the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward kind of yeah. thing, but she's just not eating, and mm. I did not get that one. No, I didn't shit. get You had a problem with the Varys thing? Uh, well, uh, the main thing I had with the problem with the Varys thing is I don't think that the Danny thing was a betrayal of Danny's character. It would be hard for me to watch this show again and like Tyrion. Like, to me, that was the biggest sellout move of anyone on the fucking show. In that exact same position, fucking Varys saved his life. Also, this whole idea that Syrian, Tyrion, someone who cares about the kingdom and stuff like that, that really came from Varys. Like, you know, if you look back to season four, when he's on trial, yeah. he was like, I wish I would have let every one of you motherfuckers die. Mm-hmm. It was hanging out with Varys that made him someone that cared. So for him to sell out Varys... Jon Snow standing there and letting Varys die, that's vintage Jon Snow. That's just him being fucking Ned from the very first scene. Uh-huh. But but Tyrion was never that guy. Tyrion, and for Tyrion to be that guy just kind of ruins that character. Actually, I I, I kind of disagree. Not, not with the Tyrion part. I think you're 100% right on there. I actually disagree with the Jon part because I thought it was one of the least Ned things Jon had ever done. Because I would think in that moment, Ned would be a guy be like, no, I said it. It's my fault. Ned is honorable. Ned takes blame. John lets some other dude die for a mistake well, he here's, made. Here's the thing. I think he's being killed for the poisoning. I don't think he's being killed for knowing. I, that's I, not what they say. What do they say? She says the whole bit about you know the the lineage thing and John telling Sansa and Sansa telling Tyrion and Tyrion telling yeah Varys. Like I don't I don't. Maybe I'm mistaken. I never I, understood a, it to I be I might that. have to go back and, and look at that, but that's I, I imagine that's why he's being killed. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I thought he was more just being killed for for the betrayal. And I, I agree, you know, yeah, that's what I... And, you know, and I mean, John said from the beginning, I'm not going to keep this secret. I'm going to tell my sisters. Yeah. Or I'm going to tell my family. Did I mean, he swear? I, 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 I've heard mixed things that he actually did swear and he didn't swear to her. He, I don't think he swore that he wouldn't tell. I don't remember it that way either, but I, I've, I've heard different things. Yeah, I've heard people say that he swore, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he didn't. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, you know, John's always in a, been about, you know, oaths and honor and shit like that. So, you know, I could see why John would stand there for it. Tyrion's never really been about that shit. And uh, and then immediately after that, he does the exact same yeah. fucking shit. Tyrion is the dumbest character. Has been the dumbest character for He's, a while. When did he become the dumbest fucking? I don't know. Character? It's the worst. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I understand the emotional moment, of, like of the him releasing Jamie scene, 
but I just couldn't get on board with it from a logic perspective. Well, my, my other issue with Tyrion in this episode is that Tyrion keeps making the same mistake. Yeah. It's not that Tyrion's making a mistake and learning from it and making a different mistake. Yeah, just make the his, same one. His, his, his mistake is, I'm empathetic to murderers. That's, that's what he keeps... Cersei, she'll turn around. This is the time Cersei's going to turn around. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to kill my best friend because... I'm putting all my cards in this basket, mm-hmm. even though there's reason to believe she may be a little, right. m- a little bit murdery too. He just and and if the Danny turn doesn't happen, I probably don't feel as strongly about that. But right. it's annoying. I mean, look, you knew the Danny turn was coming, but I I I I had hoped they were advertising it so hard uh-huh. to not do it. That's Definitely, fair. as soon as those guys put down the spears, I was like, oh, it's yeah, fucking yeah. on. It's gonna be a mess. Yeah. Also, um, also <laughs> why the I, like I, I again I'm reading the internet afterwards. I know people are upset with like John and Grey Worm not wearing fucking helmets into battle. My question is why was Davos fucking in the front? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Davos has been established as an in the rear with the gear guy. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, and, uh, and yeah, I don't know why he was up front, except that he could look like hey, we're give the oh we're fucked looks. Uh, I saw another thing I'll steal from the internet without giving proper credit. Uh, you know, those looks that Jon Snow and, and Tyrion were given at the end is like, this is all our fault. We fucking did this. Someone did a that picture that Tyrion was making, and it was like, the face that everyone who named their kid Danny or Khaleesi is making. <laughs> Stand the, with it. The um, What did you guys think of the Arya bit? Uh, I mean, one hero armor is a problem with this show. Yep, uh, that's a hundred percent what that was. But but two, one of the things that amu- uh, entertained me is that she like got really dirty and then she woke up and then went through another thing and got knocked out again and somehow came out less dirty. Yeah, <laughs> the second blast knocked the dirt off. Her. <laughs> I, don't you, I don't know. What I don't know. I want to come back to this, but speaking of weird things like that, did you guys say that they Jamie's hand yes, is in did. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I don't know what you're talking about. There, there. <laughs> when he's holding Cersei at the end, he does not have a gold hand. He has a human hand. Really? Yep. Yeah. Well, they'll fix that like they did the coffee. <laughs> they will. They obviously did not give a shit when no. making. <laughs> Keep going. All Continuity right. does not matter. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really give a shit about the the whole like her escaping and being traumatized by the horrors of war. I feel like we've we've hit that beat enough in the show. Maybe it's important for Arya to learn it, but I feel like it was just kind of Didn't gratuitous. She kind of learn it in the Long Night. There were moments yeah, when she was yeah, like running. Yeah, scared. they kind of did already that do that bit in the yeah, Long Night yeah. where um, she seemed like, oh, she's just a helpless regular. You know, yeah. I, I loved every single moment with the Hound in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so, so like the Kilgain Bowl was the only thing so far in this show that has lived up to the yeah. Hype, but but the, uh, the 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 him you know talking to Arya and convincing her like to to go live her life and and not be like him was it really convincing though? I thought it was convincing. Was I'd said right after after it's like oh wow the hound's the best dad on this show he is he's, like, he's a good know. dad agreed there yeah. and, and I will I will agree the Sandor thank you yeah real touching yeah. moment I I also you know I know there's I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like well they went all the way there and then he decided that many people have went to the top of the water slide and then decided I don't want to go down the water slide. I don't think that's that's a problem at all. That's fair. I kind of had issue with it just because this girl went through murder school right. yep, for this specific task for somebody to be like, you know what? Why don't you just go on home? 
you know what? Thanks. I've just been waiting for somebody to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I do think they had established him at that point as about the only person she would listen to. Oh, 100%. To. Yeah. That's true. I, I, you're, you're, you're not wrong. I think there could have been more dialogue there. No, it, um, it, it, it's the same problem. Yeah. Things, there's just not enough build-off to the payoff. Yeah. The payoff is not the problem. Mm. It's the getting to the payoff that's the issue. Yeah. You know what would have really been great? A scene of them on the road yeah. talking about this mm. and her not really realizing what he says until they're in that moment. Yeah. And then they hark back to that moment, and she's like, oh, thank you. But now we just have to make it up in our brains to justify it. That's my issue. That's most of what the show has been but for But the hound standing there watching Cersei walk okay. by well, you know, in the mountain slamming yeah. I wanna, Kyburn I wanna hit this, I want to hit this beat by beat, because <laughs> you know what? Fucking Kyburn deserved better. <laughs> <laughs> really? I thought he had a pretty this great This might death. be the most, the most Joseph thing ever, that you've picked that guy as the guy who deserved better. Well, well, let's just think about it. I get he's a fucking, you know, he's a creep guy, doesn't have a lot of respect for human life, right. has done weird necromantic things to bring right. the mountain back, but has he not been an excellent hand within his means? Okay. Like For Cersei, he's been like, a great hand. Like, like Cersei is hitting him with, with some awful-ass shit, <laughs> and he's just like, Whatever you say, uh, your grace. Right, right. Um, like everything, I'm sure. I'm sure. I one. He's severely underqualified right. for his position, but seems to have done a relatively fine job. They're not <laughs> going to be able to fight dragons, and you know, Cersei's giving. I don't know. He killed one. He made a thing that yeah, killed one. Absolutely. He he definitely is a Star Trek level terrific problem solver. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, I just, I just feel like for for and even at the, even at the fucking end when when Cersei is like uh you know still looking out on over the red keep on the thing and he's trying to like talk her off the ledge essentially. Right. Like he does that pretty well. It's pretty like compassionate and and kind and like Right. I, I, you know, I, I get the guy that he is, but right. for his role, right. I feel like he's doing a pretty good job for him to just get thrown against a rock and just bashed into, into pieces. I mean, my hot take is that Cersei really hasn't been that bad of a queen and Kyburn really hasn't been that bad of a hand. No, she did pretty much all of her bad work before becoming a queen. Yeah, the Sept of Baelor is the I mean, look, we exception to the rule. We don't actually know what but ruling has been like. But that was before she became like. queen. That's true. That's because 100%. He, yeah. What's his name? Had to uh, jump out the window. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So anyway, that was my my take is I felt like Kyber deserved better than that. <laughs> if it wasn't so Frankenstein's monster yeah, type no, thing. No, 100%. <laughs> that was my only Kill, complaint. Killed by your own creation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the the Cersei sneaking by the hound in between. Oh, yeah. that's a beautiful scene. Yeah, it's great. So has the same person playing that uh, played the mountain since the mountain versus the, the red vibe? There have been. Oh yes, yes. I know there were multiple ones before that. But they've but. done some face things to this guy. He's got well, one he is. He had is, like a stroke or something. Yeah, well, he's got like a palsy of the face mm. where like you can't control. Oh, the so that's of the why face. they gave him the Darth Vader hood. Yeah, yes. yeah. it's uh, very. He's very Darth Vader too. Yeah, one hundred percent. Take the hood off. It looks uh, like Anakin yeah, Skywalker. Yeah. And and besides the fact that it was an awesome fight and it was the payoff to a thing that we've been working for for a long time. I love the the symbolic satisfaction, or not satisfaction, but the symbolic, I don't know, uh, cohesion of this idea of he's a guy who knows that revenge is, is not good. He knows this is a bad motivation, but he just can't fucking help himself. So he goes in, he fights him, he gets his revenge, he sticks a fucking sword through his belly, he's won, but, you know... He's sim- a zombie. Symbol- well, yeah, he's a zombie, but symbolically... That's, you know, like, revenge is not going to make you yeah, feel better. 100%. It's not going to solve your problems. It'll always like, eat away at you. Right. 
So like the little the physical manifestation of him enacting revenge and just getting you know more fucked from it, right? Yeah. right. Um, and then yeah, for him to have to like tackle him into the fucking fire to kill right. him, yeah, where it comes full circle, fucking beautiful. Yeah, See, that that was good. The the crazy thing about the game bowl to me is everything you're talking about is everything the show could be. Yeah. Like it's a it's what everyone hoped it was gonna be. Yeah. Like in that little fight scene, and. Of the talking about subverting expectations, and you know, now we have expectations and they're subverting those, right? To me, that was the one thing I thought they were like, I was dead set on everyone expects this thing to happen and they're not gonna do it, yeah, right. And uh, so, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised that we actually did get it and that it was as satisfying of a payoff as it was. My, I wish there would have been someone to witness it, yeah, but other than that, I, I was pretty happy, yeah. What did you, uh, I mean, we've kind of worked our way through the episode a little yeah. bit, so. And I know you said you hated the Euron fight. It was completely gratuitous. Yeah, it's not even so, it was a, it was a fun fight, but why the hell was Euron there? Yeah. Plot alone. It, it was definitely just one of those things where they really are trying to elevate that character, and it was, like, this guy's nothing to Jamie. If Jamie would have had his other hand, this oh, wouldn't yeah, have Oh, yeah, for even, sure. This wouldn't have even been a, 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 a pause. But, no. but, but to be fair, with just his left hand, he probably should have just died. Right. Yeah. Um. Also, I didn't like the Kingslayer. You've you killed two kings, better whatever. You're on. Shut the hell oh, up. Yeah. There, look, I, I there's a part of me having having hated the show for several seasons now that I'm like, you know what? Maybe Euron deserves the throne. He seems to, he seems to be batting a thousand on military strategy. <laughs> right. and, yeah, but well, he was anyway. Yeah, the Jamie Cersei bit, which is the end of the show, and are pretty close to the end. I thought it was a fairly satisfying. Yeah, game. I did too. Look, I, except I, for I just didn't like. Jamie's motivation in him getting there. And, and you see, I just, that's one of the things I liked about it, uh, is that to me, both the Lannister children fell back to their tragic flaws. Uh, Jamie, in that he, he will always be drawn back to his family, he will always love Cersei, even though he knows it's bad. And Lena Hetty, or not Lena Hetty, yeah, Cersei, in that she just desperately wants to be Tywin, and she knows that she can't, but she knows that like she just desperately has to try. She just mm-hmm. really wants to be. Let me and, see, I, I just want to say, I have a problem with how Jamie got there. I don't oh. have a problem with him there. So, like, if Jamie's motivations had been different to bring him to that moment, sure. and then in that moment, he kind of reverts back, and they have this, like, yeah, dying right. symbolic thing, that, to me, is better storytelling sure. than I mean, what actually, happened. It probably would have been better if he would have came there to kill her, and instead... That is yeah. what, that is what I wanted. Maybe yeah. I didn't word that well earlier, yeah. but that's what I wanted. Yeah, um... You know, I, I do like that nobody got to kill Cersei. Like, everybody yeah, had a good claim to kill nice. Cersei. Yeah. And um, nobody got to. And literally, she got killed by the castle collapsing on her. Yeah. Like, that, you talked about symbolic. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty fucking symbolic. Uh, I, I, before we get to that, I just want to say the, the scene where Kyburn's talking her off the ledge in the in the Red Keep. And again, uh, Lena Headey's been great this whole show. Yeah. and. I'm sad that she's not even going to be in the last episode because she's been an acting strength on the show. Right. That's a great scene. She's phenomenal. Yeah, um, I don't like that. I, my only complaint is I don't like that Cersei is so convinced she can't lose. Yeah. Because Cersei's always been such like, like Tywin. Like she's like a tactician. She's but very she's honest. not. That's that's the whole thing about Cersei. Yeah, she's I, not I, actually I good at I it. I completely disagree. I mean, she has defeated every foe she has. I don't understand how you can say she's been bad at it. She's literally beaten everyone and solely gotten the power of the kingdom up until this moment. Even though everyone was stacked against her, it, it's it doesn't seem likely to me that she would get to this and then live in dissolution as she's watching it. She's she's watching it happen. Maybe the only thing is the ships, but um, 
I, I, I'm fine with her performance and her being upset that it's over. Yeah. But this like disillusionment didn't really feel like Cersei to me. Because even like in the Battle of Blackwater, and she's sitting there so resolute, talking to Sansa, just knowing she's gonna win. Mm. And that that character was not the same character I saw in that scene. Right. I I should say at the time. Oh, sorry. At the time when nobody got to kill her, I was like, man, what fucking bullshit. Somebody yeah. should have got. But. Thinking back over it over the day, you know what? That's good. That's one, like, yeah. Well, one as far as like you know, Game of Thrones subverting right. expectation. Two main characters getting killed by collapsing rubble where no one can see is pretty fucking great. Right, right, right. But two, yeah, no. In in the same way, it's funny because I feel like even as people like Jamie more. No one's ever liked the Cersei Jamie dynamic, right? But like right there at the end when they're both dying and like terrified, I like the fact that they found each other. Like right. that was a really sweet moment yeah. to me. Right? Um, it was. It was no, right. Yeah, like yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like incongruously incestuous murder brother and sister. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, it's it's one of those things where where despite all these things that have happened, when everything falls apart, they're back to where they started. They they still just have each other. He got the death he told Bronn that he wanted. That's the true. arms of the woman he loves. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think of that, but yeah, that's yeah. true. So, that, it was another, again, I liked, even in the moment, I liked how they died. I just hated, I didn't, didn't hate, I didn't like how both of them ended up in that moment. Right. I feel like we could have done better to get them there. Yeah. But again, it goes back to what you're talking about. We know the ending and we're working backwards mm-hmm. and the way they get to that moment isn't as good as whatever. Have you guys heard the rumor that George R. R. Martin has finished the books but signed a contract with HBO? No, I haven't heard that, but I don't believe it. Sir Barristan Selmy, the actor, yeah. this in April was at a Comic-Con and he said it that he's done with the books, but HBO made him promise that he wouldn't. I don't I don't know if I disagree with that and I mean disbelieve that and also you know, he said that thing recently where it's like, oh, it's going to end very similar to, but maybe it will, and maybe he'll see how this, because one thing I remember, uh, you know, George R. R. Martin saying this catty fucking comment after Lost ended that's like... Oh, 100%. Well, yeah, yeah I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I, my, that my, that basically that his shit would never wrap up like that, like everyone's going to be satisfied. And even though I'm liking the ending, I'm sort of really liking that a lot of people aren't. <laughs> but uh, Specifically... Yeah, because of that. But yeah. 100%. Cause. So, but I mean, he might be hedging his bets. He might be seeing how this works and then tweak it, you know. Yeah. After. I, don't, I don't believe that that's true. I think he's just a super Yeah, I don't think it's... I do think that he's better at setting up problems than he is solving. Like, he's great at making a problem of uh-huh. how are you going to get out of this shit. Sometimes how they get out of the shit isn't as interesting. I mean, we got to wrap it up, but do we think John Connington deserved at least a line of dialogue? I mean, it's not John Connington. He's called something else. Is that supposed to be John Connington? No, it's, it's someone else. Uh, but no, fuck him. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> I thought it was stupid to even introduce him. It absolutely was, but that's yeah. kind of why I liked it. <laughs> Um, again, like I, I'm buying in on the show's dumb logic at this point for the most part. So yeah, since since we're on the last episode, do we have predictions on what's going to happen? My prediction is Arya dies, and that be that's the thing that motivates John to kill Danny. Agreed. I, I I would not disagree with that. I, I will say this: uh, when we did our first Game of Thrones thing this year, I think you guys will remember that I was adamantly anti Sansa. Now I'm fully on board with Sansa. Sansa's, Sansa's where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I still think it's a real possibility that uh, Tyrion is a is a secret Targaryen. I think Tyrion and Sansa rule the Seven Kingdoms after it's I all over. I think that's. I think we're really leaning into that. I think yeah. the the thing about Sansa is is without the cruel streak, 
I, I, before I'd said she's just a mini Cersei. She's a mini Tywin. Yeah. Like she's. No, she is. She's she's turned into the smartest person into the room, but she doesn't have the cruel streak. So maybe she might be the best person to be. Yep. Tywin was actually a good ruler. He yeah. just. He know, was an asshole. <laughs> he was just a bad father. Right. Yeah. But maybe he wasn't actually his father. <laughs> um. So cool. Were we, were we good with that? Was that enough words on fucking Game of God, Thrones? God, man. Yeah, are we many. even doing <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later this week. Later. Later.